Welcome to the Building Up Women in Property podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Bangura, and I'm thrilled to have you here with me today. This podcast is for ambitious women who work in property and construction, who want to learn how to have a career they love on their terms. Join me every week where I'll leave you excited and confident to take your next steps. Thanks for being here with me. Now let's get started. Hello, thank you for being here. Today, we are talking about all things self-sabotage. And this is something I see time and time again from my one-on-one clients and also from other people in the industry. And it's something that has affected me a lot personally. And I know that many of us understand the concept of self-sabotage, but we don't necessarily recognize all the ways that it can show up and how we can get out of these pattern that ultimately takes us further away from what we want to achieve and get into action to create the results, to create the outcomes that we want. So in having this conversation, I want to shine a light on this topic and I want to normalize the fact that this happens to us and that our brain is really going through a process of trying to protect us as we actually engage in some of these destructive behavior or unconstructive behavior that pulls us away from what we want. And whilst I appreciate that not everyone has these sort of self-sabotaging tendencies, I do think it is something that most people can slip into at different times of their career, at different times in their lives. And again, I think just having that self-awareness and that better understanding so that we can catch these early warning signs and choose a different path that will take us in the direction we want to go with our careers and with our lives. I think it's so important. So stay with me today. (laughs) Stay with me today. And even if this isn't something that necessarily resonates with you, I want you to think about how does this apply to me and really challenge your brain to go that next level deeper to think about some of these challenges and some of these opportunities so that you can apply them to your own career. So to start with, what is self-sabotage? It is often that feeling that we are on the cusp of something important or something big and we suddenly fly off the handle or we change direction and we end up screwing the whole thing up or we miss an opportunity or we are presented with an ideal opportunity and for whatever reason, we don't take it. We don't take the actions. And these situations, they're irrational and they're infuriating because we want something but we're just not making it happen. We can see this destructive pattern that is occurring and it's as though we are standing in our own way and actually preventing the outcomes and results that we want. And sometimes we, this will actually show up as us creating problems that are in direct conflict with what we want, or it may be that we don't take actions that are aligned. And so self-sabotage can really show up in one of two ways. The first is that we create problems that are in direct conflict with what we are trying to achieve. The second way we do it is that we don't take actions that are necessary in order to create what we want. Now, sometimes this will happen and we are not even aware that we are self-sabotaging, but other times you might be completely aware of it. And it might even be this almost like out-of-body experience where you see yourself in slow motion. It's like watching a train wreck as things start to go wrong. And this happens when our brain is at odds with itself. There is a cognitive dissonance going on. And ultimately, the end result of that is in taking certain actions or inactions, we are avoiding pain. We are avoiding discomfort or failure. And usually this is deep-rooted in some sort of fear that we have. And that might include fear of success, 
which is, you know, a real thing. But the key thing to really acknowledge here is that that fear, it's normal. It is part of the human experience. It is what makes us human. And the sooner we recognize this, the more control we can have over the process, the more intentional we can be about what we do, and we can start to align our actions with what we want rather than roadblocking ourselves and then feeling stuck and disappointed and ultimately lowering our self-confidence and our self-belief because we haven't done what we wanted to do. Because every time we engage in an act of self-sabotage, we're moving further away from what it is we want and we fail to seize the opportunities that we have. So I don't want you to beat yourself up about this, right? As I said, I have experienced this a lot during my career, during my life, and I'll talk about that a bit more as we go, but I just want you to cut yourself a break here. (laughs) It's okay if we do this, but what we want to do is we want to recognize these behaviors as soon as possible, and then we want to take a different action, and we're going to talk through that now. So how do we know if we are self-sabotaging? Well, there's lots of ways, and this has a different flavor for each of us, but some of the things I want you to think about and, you know, get honest with yourself here, but really think about, you know, Am I procrastinating? What am I putting off? Consider whether you are seeking instant gratifications or whether you are focused on your long game and your end results. So there are so many ways that self-sabotage shows up for us. And as I said before, each of us have our own unique spin on this. I want you to listen to these examples and think about, is this applicable to you? So are you procrastinating? Are you delaying taking actions? Now, when we do this, It can result in decreased productivity. But most of all, what happens when we procrastinate? We decrease the confidence we have in ourselves to figure something out, to be the type of person who takes the action we need to do. And so it's really important to recognize procrastination as something that actually shrinks us down rather than expands us as a person. Now, you might be someone who does take the action, but then you get stuck in perfectionism right? You want to get it perfect. You don't want to share your work with anyone until it's absolutely spot on. And you spend hours and hours haggling over this one tiny detail to make sure that your work is 100%. Now, I'm going to tell you, this is something I do. This is something that I often find myself spending a lot of time fixing things or perfecting things that actually are inconsequential to the result. And this is like busy work. So I'm always busy as a person. I'm always taking action, but I'm not necessarily taking the right action because I get fixated on getting things perfect. And the truth is perfectionism, it is a completely subjective and unattainable result. Yet we allow ourselves to indulge in this idea and often it railroads us or often it prevents us from actually doing what needs to be done. So perfectionism is one of those tricky ones where we feel like we're doing good, but it's not the best or right use of our time. Another one I see a lot is avoiding feedback. So we don't want to hear the truth from people or we don't want to get the insights that will help move us forward. Now, this is often tied to our own self-perception or what other people think of us. So instead of taking the feedback in a constructive manner and using it to move us forward, we avoid it altogether. And in the process, we actually limit ourselves from getting better because we don't know the insights that other people have to share with us. You might find yourself indulging in self-doubt. And I use the word indulging with love and kindness. But here's the thing. We can all feel imposter syndrome. At times, we can feel self-doubt. We can be unsure of ourselves. But if you find yourself sitting in those feelings and allowing that to control 
you allow those thoughts to hold you back, to stop showing up, to stop doing the work that you need to do, then you are losing the battle. And so it becomes about how do I stop doing this? How do I start to take control and acknowledge these thoughts or these feelings that I'm having and move past that? Because I don't think self-doubt ever goes away. I don't think there is a human alive who does not experience some level of self-doubt. But it's when we get stuck in that thinking and that emotion that it really cripples what we can do. Number five is that we get stuck in comparison. So instead of focusing on our lane and doing what we need to do, we start looking to everyone else around us to see what they are doing. And then you find yourself going down this rabbit hole of comparison, which then often leads to more questioning and self-doubt. And it ultimately chews up our time and it drains us emotionally. The next one is that you don't seek help. So there might be resources available to you, people who can help you move forward. It might be delegating tasks. And instead of seeking that support, you keep it all bottled up to yourself and you hold on to everything rather than reaching out to get more support and building those strong roots and strong foundations for yourself. I hope you've been enjoying the episode. I wanted to take a moment to let you know about my free career confidence masterclass. This is for ambitious career orientated women who are ready to stop playing small and to confidently create a career you love. Head over to my website, beautifuldisruptions.com for more info. Now let's get back to the episode. And I think it's just important to note that often we have a lot of resources available to us that we don't utilize and we carry the weight of the world on our own shoulders and make ourselves responsible for everything rather than seeking out help. The final sign of self-sabotage that I want to share with you is changing direction. And again, this is something that I relate to is things are going well, things are going right, and suddenly I'll be like, oh, but there's something new and shiny over here. And wanting to shift my focus to something different instead of sticking with what's working and what's tried and tested. And this can be a really dangerous thought because sometimes we kind of dress it up as being growth and progress, but oftentimes it's about not actually seeing things through to their conclusion. So they're the kind of seven ways that I most commonly see self-sabotage show up. So procrastination, perfectionism, avoiding feedback, indulging in self-doubt, getting stuck in comparison, not seeking help, and then changing direction. So if any of those things feel close to home for you, it's fine, right? We're not about freaking out here. We're about moving forward. So I want to now share with you the seven things we can do about it that will actually keep you focused and aligned and moving forward to create results. The number one thing we need to do is increase our self-awareness. We need to be able to tune into what is going on in our head and articulate our own thoughts so that we can actually break them down and see if they're helpful or whether they're actually hindering us. This requires us to create some space and become reflective of our thinking and to start to observe our behaviours objectively. When we do this, it allows us to recognise the self-sabotage patterns that we have in place. And as I said before, I think everyone has this to some degree. And once we become aware of it, we can start to change the story. We can start to change our actions and what we do. And we can also start to really comprehend what those underlying 
causes are, those underlying beliefs or fears that we have, and we can deconstruct them so that we can actually move past this and start taking aligned actions and getting the results we want. The second part is to be really clear on what we're working towards. Like, what is the goal here? And I know I bang on about this, but goal setting is so important, right? We want to have a plan. We want to have a vision and an objective so that we're not dwindling along. We want to have a goal so that we are shifting our focus. We're shifting our trajectory. And that's what all the research shows. When we have a clear goal, we will achieve more than when we don't. So be clear on your goals. Know why they matter to you. Know why they matter to other people. Think about your impact in the world and focus on that instead of focusing on yourself. Okay, number three is master executive functioning. So this is about getting better at managing your time and managing yourself as a resource. And some of this is time management. Some of this is productivity. But I think most importantly, it's about knowing who you are and showing up as that person and doing the work that needs to be done. And, you know, I can talk on this topic for hours. In fact, I think I will do a separate podcast about executive functioning because I think it is so important. I want you just to start thinking about yourself as being a limited resource, right? Because you have limited time, you have limited energy, and you want to use that time and energy as effectively as possible to get the right results at the right time. So, Spend the time to really focus on this and build this as part of your daily and weekly practice. Next, I want you to challenge perfectionism. I want you to think about what would happen if you approached everything from a perspective of it being 80% right instead of 100% right. How much more would you achieve? And how much would that 20% matter? Probably not that much, right? It's the 80-20 rule. So take a step back, allow yourself to not be perfect, to not get everything right all the time but focus on the important stuff and get into action on that. Number five is I want you to seek feedback. Have those hard conversations. Be open to what other people say and use every piece of information you have as a stepping stone to get better, to improve on what you already know and to build your own capability, to build your own skill set. And sometimes these will be hard conversations and sometimes it will shine a light on things that you've been avoiding or don't necessarily want to know about. But use that, again, as constructive feedback. Think about how these insights can propel you forward rather than keeping you stuck. And honestly, information is power. Even bad information is so valuable to help you move in the right direction if you're willing to take it on. So go in with an open mind, have these conversations and reflect on this. How can I use this information to get better, to be better and to work towards your goals? Number six is build a support system around you of the right people. Know who you can go to for support and for guidance and make sure those people are around you because not all of us work in workplaces where we have supportive teams or supportive leadership or the people that have the time or capacity to mentor and guide us. So be willing to go outside of your immediate network and find the right people, whether it's through a community group or a industry body or a coach or a mentoring program, get the support you need so you have that strong support network, that strong basis, that strong foundation that will not only provide you encouragement but also accountability and will also push you to be that absolute best version of yourself. 
And finally, focus on your own professional development. Now, professional development is not just about doing a course one day and getting a promotion the next. It is something you do for the long game and for your own growth and progress. But when we shift our minds to being someone who has that growth mindset and is constantly evolving and continuously learning, you develop so many skills on the way. You build your knowledge. You build your professional toolkit. And that process of self-improvement, that process of growth will also then boost your confidence and it will fuel your progression opportunities. It will keep you competitive in your field and it will keep you moving forward to the big goals that you have for yourself. Because no one starts out perfect. No one starts out knowing it all. And no one takes all the right action all of the time. That's not the way our careers or our lives play out. Instead, they are continuous works of progress. So have that grace with yourself. Don't beat up on yourself when you find yourself self-sabotaging, right? Approach yourself with kindness and grace and humility and think about how am I going to get better? How am I going to move forwards to what I want instead of focusing on all the things I'm trying to avoid? Take on board these ideas and you will see a shift. You will see yourself moving out of your own way. You'll start getting results. You'll start taking steps towards the results you are trying to achieve. And even if they're baby steps, they are steps in the right direction and they are necessary to get to that next level. So go away. Think about those big things you're trying to achieve and think about how you can get out of your own way and start propelling yourself forward because it's one little step at a time. Okay, my friend, you have got this. Have a beautiful day and I will see you next time. Thanks for joining me on the Building Up Women in Property podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcast or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment and review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. Thanks again. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you next time.